Hi, I'm Carly Kloss. I'm Sam Weiner. And I'm Jenny Wang. And this is Tech Setters, a podcast for changemakers by changemakers. In each episode, iconic Code with Classy alumni, Itasha Donthi and Maria Hearn, sit down with an inspiring innovator, leader, creator, or trailblazer in STEAM to talk about their unique journeys in tech, entrepreneurship, and beyond. TechSetters is about discovering and elevating the human stories behind the future of tech, allowing guests to share their individual stories of success, struggle, and impact. Season three is powered by If Then, an organization founded on a simple belief. If we empower a woman in STEM, then she can change the world. This season was filmed in front of a live audience of Code with Classy Scholars. Enjoy! Hi, listeners. I'm Natasha Donthi, an 18-year-old activist, entrepreneur, changemaker, and three-time Code with Classy alum. And I'm Maria Hearn, a sophomore at Johns Hopkins University, where I'm studying computer science. I've been with Code with Classy since 2018. We're so excited to be your new host for season three, where we're bringing you our favorite moments from the Tech Setters Live summer series. This episode features our conversation with Marisa Delgado. Marisa is not only a data scientist at the global marketplace Etsy, she's also a fashion model who's been featured in New York Fashion Week, Seventeen, Marie Claire, Cosmopolitan, and more. In 2021, she was crowned Miss New York Earth USA. Marisa received her associate's degree in computer science from Mission College and her bachelor's degree in information science from UC Santa Cruz. She uses social media to increase the visibility of STEM role models and expose young girls to the opportunities that come with working in technology, like financial independence, healthy work-life balance, and continuous learning. In this episode, Marisa shares why she switched from computer science to IT, the value of diving in before you're ready, and tips for building community, including her motto, your vibe attracts your tribe. We're so excited to have you join us, Marissa, and learn more about your career and advocacy work. Hello, everyone. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Let's dive right in. So we know you've been working as a data scientist for a while. What was your first interaction with tech? So I was born and raised in San Jose, California, which is a Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. and I actually did not know anything about technology growing up, even though I was surrounded by innovation. But my first interaction with code is when I volunteered at my first hackathon during my senior year of high school. And my first line of code was that Flappy Bird game that's on code.org. Yeah, that was my first line of code ever. And of course, Hello World. Classic. I love it. Did you have any STEM role models in your community growing up? And if so, who? So I, I'm a first-generation Filipina-American. And if you have any Filipinos in your life, it's very stereotypical for us to go into like the nursing or like caregiver mm-hmm. fields. Um, so a lot of like my aunties and my mom, they're in the medical field. And so I didn't really have that much STEM role models growing up. So I reached out to one of my best friends, older sister. She's a software engineer at Twitch. And I just like loved her lifestyle. She was always traveling, taking pictures of the free food she had at work, but also being extremely talented and technical and great at her role. So I reached out to her, had a coffee date. And that's like one of my biggest advice 
if you don't have a STEM role model, reach out to someone, like cold message someone, ask them for coffee, and you will get so much like insider information. And from that conversation, she actually suggested me to go to Grace Hopper Celebration. And that's where I found my love for data science. It's the track that interested me the most. So I just followed it. Yeah, totally. And I know the imposter syndrome is real, but the worst response you could get is no response at all. So from the Grace Hopper conference, you were then contracted to model in New York City and took online classes at Mission College, moving across the country at just 18 years old. Can you tell us a little bit more about the journey you took to find a community in modeling? I really go by the quote, your vibe attracts your tribe. Showing up as your authentic self on set and when you are networking at agency parties, um, you really just attract people that are the same vibe. Some of my best friends are from modeling and we all look so different, like Asian, African-American. One of my best Mm -hmm. friends is redhead. So we all like share the same struggles in modeling, but also applaud for each other when we are thriving in the modeling world. I definitely love that motto and I will be using it for sure. So we heard that you switched from a computer science to an IT major in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Is this correct? Correct. Yeah. Why did you switch from computer science to information tech? So I decided to go from CS to information technology because I felt like information technology was the integration of computer science, but also business management. Being a data science, you really have to be a generalist versus a specialist. On my day-to-day, not only do I code in SQL, Python, and R, but I also help with strategy and like communicating with stakeholders. I remember taking product management classes and that really helped me with strategy in Mm -hmm. my day-to-day at work. But I, I do remember when I was transitioning from CS to IT, I just felt like really lost. And I was like really questioning, like, am I still a woman in tech? I'm like, if I cannot fulfill a CS degree, like where is my place in technology? But Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually learned so much about coding outside of school. I feel like switching degrees did not make me less of a woman in STEM. Yeah, I love how you touched on the fact that just because it wasn't your major doesn't mean that you couldn't code. Talking about that sort of feeling of whether or not you would be a woman in tech if you didn't do computer science. I've also felt that when I chose my major. Were there any other hardships when you entered the STEM field? When I went to my first Intro to Java programming class Mm -hmm. at Michigan College, I was one of the three girls in a lecture hall of of my male counterparts. So not seeing yourself being represented can Mm -hmm. really be not as motivating. But I found my community on campus at UC Santa Cruz, I joined Society of Women Engineers and also the Girls Who Code College Loops. I found amazing women that I still talk to to this day. And having that strong circle of women really improves your quality of work and the quality of your life. Yeah, no, definitely. I think finding a community can be really difficult. So I think your initiative to join clubs, people say that advice all the time, but it is so worth it. Yeah. And you guys probably understand how engineering classes are so difficult. Like completing my IT degree is one of my proudest accomplishments because I remember all the all-nighters I've done, like yeah. 
all the times I've had to send like mercy emails to my Oh professor. my gosh. Yeah. I actually um, just joined a society of women engineers because I was like, I, I feel so alone. So I totally, totally understand that. Like share your struggles and you just don't feel alone anymore. Totally. So at UC Santa Cruz, I know you talked about how there was only three girls in that first class that you took. How did you find those women that really supported you in the STEM space? Yeah, like I said, I joined Society of Women Engineers and also yes. to Code College yes. Loop. But during the pandemic, I also found my woman of STEM community online. Some of my favorite content creators, I feel like they're my internet besties now, even though we've never <laughs> met in person. Um, using the power of social media in a positive way to find your community online is also a great way to not feel as alone in STEM. Internet yeah. communities are so underrated. So yeah, Marissa, totally understand that. So switching gears. So now after you graduated UCSC, you moved into being a data scientist at Etsy. Can you tell us a little bit more about a day in the life as a data scientist? For my day-to-day, it really ranges from dashboarding to communicating mm-hmm. with stakeholders. Other days, I'll have dedicated, uninterrupted time to code. I query a lot through our database. Wow, it's so interesting. I know a lot of our scholars are just starting out. You were talking about querying through, through databases. For anyone who might not know, what does that entail? We have data engineers that make the clickstream data on Etsy easily available to us Mm. data scientists so that, for example, if you wanted to know the number of sellers using the feature on Etsy, then I can easily query and find like the amount of sellers on there. But a great resource to learn SQL is W3Schools and also BigQuery. We know that you embody the being comfortable with being uncomfortable model. I actually also embody that motto too. And so I kind of want to know, when did that become your life motto? To be honest, I saw it in a meme. It was a catnips meme, like a pink blob. Um, But I really resonated with that meme because I would not have the accomplishments that I have today if I hadn't put myself in situations where I have to embrace the unknown, embrace the fear, and um, put myself in uncomfortable situations. Is there any specific situation where you thought about that motto and you pushed on? Yeah, so I compete in pageants. I competed as a teen, took a break, and I wanted to go back to compete as a miss, but I'm like, I'm too young. I have not accomplished everything that I want to do yet. But I decided to sign up for Miss New York Earth because I want to put myself in an uncomfortable situation and you should never wait to do something until you're ready to. This goes for technical interviews as well. Apply for that job, even if you're like 75% ready apply anyway. You never really know what's going to happen. And I won that pageant. I'm a former Miss New York Earth USA. Um, So that is definitely a, a time where I put myself in an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. I think that's really inspiring. I know that most people, especially women, will only apply to the things that they feel 100% qualified for. Right. And we have a person who is absolutely changing that right here in this room. So that's super inspiring. 
When was the moment where you first felt like you belonged within the STEM industry? I felt like I really belonged after seeing other women thrive in STEM. So mm-hmm. at that high school hackathon, I helped um, coordinate this woman in tech panel. And this one girl, her name is Tracy Cho. She was in Time 100 this year. She is a startup founder, ex-Pinterest software engineer. Mm -hmm. I remember her telling everyone that we want to build a future of technology that is representative of the people using it. And I just looked around the room and I'm like, wow, this this is the future of technology. I really feel like I belong. And and that's what I'm trying to do with my platform to tell Mm -hmm. other young girls that they are so capable and that they belong in STEM. We have a few fun lightning round questions for you. So Marisa, are you ready? I am. Yes. Bring them on. Yes. All right. (laughs) The first question is, who is your favorite STEMinist hero? My favorite Steminist hero is Lindsay Scott. She is a model and web developer and a part of the 1% of answering questions. I see her answer a question from Stack Overflow all the time. Carly Kloss too, model and Steminist. We love to see it. Okay, so what is one unexpected thing that people may not know about you? I've been vegan for four and a half years. Um, So I've been plant-based and being Filipino, our national dish is chicken adobo. So being vegan is a little contradictory, but I live a plant-based cruelty-free lifestyle um, and I've been going strong for four and a half years. As a model and staminist yourself, what helps you recharge after a long day? Ooh, I love to cook. But I'm also really into skincare. I love doing the Korean 10-step skincare routine. So that's how I love to charge after a long day. So we have to ask, what is your favorite beauty hack? Ooh, my favorite beauty hack. I used to have like a bunch of acne in high school. So uh, Mm. this is such a weird ingredient. But I love using snail mucin on my skin. Don't knock it till you practice. Oh, interesting. Okay. But it helps with like hyperpigmentation and like any damages to your skin. Um, Yeah, don't knock it till you try it. Yes, that's That's so interesting. Our audience does have some insightful questions for you that we would love to spotlight. Our first question is from Akshaya and she asks, is there a way we can get in touch with Marisa and reach out? Yes, I'm active on Instagram at Marisa Delgado and also LinkedIn. Please let me know if you have any questions on LinkedIn. Um, You can DM me too. Yes, emailing on uh, LinkedIn is so intimidating sometimes, but it's definitely worth it. And our second scholar asks, we would love to know, where do you see yourself in 10 years? In the next 10 years, I will be... 33. I'm currently looking into like MBA programs. And also I want to have my own startup in the future. So I would be interested in working in like the uh, STEM education space. So yeah, hopefully I'll have my own startup by then. Incredible. Gigi from St. Louis asks, what are some of your hobbies? um, So I love boxing, cooking, and reading. This year, I've been reading a lot about like ethical tech. Uh, which mm, is- Yes, Weapons of Math Destruction. I've heard oh, that on your book list and I just started reading it. It is so great so far. Yeah, and it's also a little scary about like um, <laughs> going into Web3, more like data ownership and like decentralized mm-hmm. internet 
having people who build this new technology know about the ethics of tech will be like instrumental for um, the future of technology we deserve. Yes, absolutely. What keeps you motivated even when you're discouraged? How do you make yourself heard even when those around you aren't taking you seriously? Something that keeps me really motivated is my community. I really recommend having that strong community of women, but also a mentor that will really advocate for you. I actually found my mentors by cold emailing them on LinkedIn. And also keeping the connections that you have at your past internships or work experiences Yeah, like during my job search was one of the most exhausting, tiring job searches of my life, especially like during COVID. So having that strong community behind me was really helpful. And also like referrals, once you are looking for a job, just remember to have those mentors and keep them close because Mm -hmm. they will definitely keep you motivated. Yeah. And I think it's really special that your path wasn't linear. Like there were obstacles after college and you were able to overcome them and are incredibly successful. So Mariam from St. Louis asked, does coding feel especially hard sometimes? And what do you do to pick yourself up? Oh yeah. It's so funny. Like I will spend hours on fixing a bug. And then once I I'm like, I give up and I go to sleep, I can't like stop thinking about it when I'm in my bed. And then I'll be like, oh my God, I just, I just solved it. And then like, I'll go to my computer. Yeah. Honestly, it, it is not as glamorous fixing the error or bug in your code. But once you do, it is so satisfying. There's no better feeling. Yeah, I definitely understand that. Once I was looking at an error for three hours, I even saw the sunrise. <laughs> that moment where you fix it and it works is yeah. a joy like no other. Right. Um, But if you're ever stuck on something, I would definitely go on Stack Overflow. When you're in the industry, you'll realize that everyone here that is excelling in their job is just a really Mm -hmm. good Google searcher. Um, (laughs) And reaching out to your senior data scientists or senior developers, you really should take advantage of that. They're a resource to you. And there's just some like industry knowledge that you might not have learned in school. So um, yeah, really take advantage of having that time with your senior developers. I have weekly one-on-ones with three of my senior data scientists. And even if I have nothing to talk about, I'll ask them about like their personal lives, but also like, how can I better my work stream? And better like documentation, like even if it's not related to a specific project that you're working on, there's definitely ways that you can excel in your career and like just better how you work. Aaliyah and Gabriella want to know what is the best piece of advice you've been given and what would you say to your younger self starting out in STEM? The best piece of advice I was given is the be comfortable being uncomfortable and growing up. I would love to tell myself that even if I didn't see anyone like me, that I really did belong there. And even if you don't see a first-generation Filipino-American working at a tech company, that it's still possible for you and there is a seat at the table for you. I love that advice. And sometimes you just have to bring a chair to the table and assert your space. (laughs) Marisa, thank you so much for your time to join us today. 
It has truly been a pleasure to meet you and have you share your advice and your insights. Thank you for joining us. Yay, thank you so much for having me. And please reach out on Instagram or LinkedIn. I would love to connect. That was Marisa Delgado, data scientist, fashion model, and STEM advocate. You can follow her on Instagram at Marisa Delgado. That's M-A-R-I-Z-Z-A-D-E-L-G-A-D-O. Thanks for listening to Tech Setters. I'm Maria Hearn. And I'm Itasha Donthi. Tech Setters is a Code with Classy podcast powered by If Then. If we can empower a woman in STEM, then she can change the world. The show is produced by the Code with Classy team, Emily Shaw and True Gwen, and mixed by Jason Mack. See you next time.